The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. But I'm uh, really very happy to preach the Word of God wherever I'm invited, and uh, I always uh, love the Word of God and trust that, that this evening we will have a wonderful time in His Word. So let's bow in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the grace that abounds. We thank Thee for the wonderful mercy that You supply to us every day. We also pray that when we open up the Bible, help us to understand that it is the Word of God. And so we pray that we might be attentive, not necessarily to a man behind a pulpit, but the Word of God, the Bible. And so help us to get out of this Bible message that which you would have for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm really happy, though, to be back a second time. <laughs> really unusual. But uh, I'd like to have us turn to a passage in, in the Old Testament. I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about the Bible. I said... Uh, uh, do you believe in one Bible? Well, they kind of looked at me like, are you crazy? But a lot of people do not believe in one Bible. They believe in the New Testament, and then they do not believe in the Old Testament. Some of them miss out in a fantastic way when my wife and I we were in the Air Force I was in the Air Force and she was uh, uh, working for civil service and uh, we found a church a nice wonderful church and uh, we were there then several months you never know when Uncle Sam is going to ship you out or just ship you. But we thank the Lord that um, this little church was a wonderful station for us. And uh, we went to Sunday school. We tried to go to Sunday school each uh, Sunday. And our Sunday school teacher, he was the, he was 
a city of Champaign-Urbana. He was one of the officials. I think he collected the money. And he was the teacher. And every time he would uh, be forced to get up to the Word of God in the Old Testament, he would give some kind of excuse and he would uh, turn his face and say, I don't believe in the Old Testament. And I kind of am not too bold. But I said to him, a little louder, sir. You do what? Well, he said, "Uh, I I don't uh, believe in the... little louder. He said, I don't believe in the Old Testament. I said, then you don't believe in the Bible. And you don't believe that God gave us his word, not in part, but in whole. Now you're wondering, well, here's this guy in the Air Force. What what credentials does he have to, <laughs> to boss the officer of, this, of the county around? But that wasn't the case. I spent four years in Bible college, then I spent one, uh, one year in Youth for Christ training with kids, and then I took a Youth for Christ rally as Youth for Christ director, and that was just um, a wonderful thing, a lot of fun. And not only that, But there was a wonderful thing in these kids. And it was great to really give them the word of God. You know, they're so excited. They're so excited about the word of God. And we say, we, we let our so-and-so to the Lord. And I said, that's terrific. But you know, when some people get older, they get uh, rustier. Have you ever seen that? Or maybe (laughs) maybe you're the one that's rusty. But the Word of God is really wonderful. This evening, we're going to be talking about fear in part. And I want you to turn to 1 Kings, or that's 2 Kings, sorry. 2 Kings, chapter 19, verses 14 through 19 for our scripture reading this evening. 2 Kings... Chapter 19, verses 14 through 19. This was Hezekiah's prayer. And we'll talk a a little bit about this king in a little bit. 
verse 14, And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth thou hast made heaven and earth lord bow down thine ear and hear open lord thine eyes and see and hear the words of sennacherib which had sent him to reproach the living god now the story here is the enemy sent him a letter. And I guess he was all shook up. Sometimes life has purposes. And I believe every bit of life has some purpose. But sometimes we get off the track. And getting off the track we forget about the supremacy of God. And uh, here we find these five things. Now, now, remember, Hezekiah was under fear. I believe he was. Sometimes we think, well, these great people and, and these uh, people that, uh, that have uh, great works and so forth, and so, that, that they, don't, uh, uh, they don't get worried. But here we find this great king being worried because of a letter. Because of a letter. And of course, one part of the half of worry is what? <laughs> it's the last part. And we worry and we worry and we say, well, what's going to happen here? And what's going to happen here? And if this should happen here and this should happen here, and we get so blown out that we don't recognize God is still on the throne. We don't recognize that. And so we find this king, this king, Hezekiah, this was his prayer. In verse 14, And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord. That's where he went and that's where he should be. You ever get a bill? Maybe not. 
But when I was growing up, six kids, and now six kids and 15 little kids to high school, wherever, all over the U.S. of A., sometimes you get worried. But here we find Hezekiah received the letter, verse 14, the hand of the, uh, of the messenger and read it and Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Would you do that? Some of us probably would, but some of us probably wouldn't and we would call a friend in and say, guess what I got? Or maybe someone who was in the military and said, guess what I got? Or someone who was as prestigious as we thought we were, guess what I got? This is serious business. But what did he do? He went up in the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. I was counseling one time and they said, what are we going to do? What can we do? What are we going to do? And I brought out this particular thing. I said, well... Take the letter and spread it before the Lord. Uh, the first thought was, well, he, here's one pastor that's gone. Spread it before the Lord. And this is what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Have you ever noticed about kings? They live in little houses. They don't have much, uh, they don't have an army. They don't, they have a paycheck. Is that right? I don't think so. They have a lot of money and a lot of gold and a lot of uh, uh, army to protect them and, uh, and all of this. And what did he do? He skirted around all of them and went up to the house of the Lord and spread that before the Lord. Verse 14. So the first thing we look at is the exclusive supremacy of God. We can't do anything about it, Lord, but you can, and so here it is. Now the second thing we want to look at is he asked God to give his attention to what was happening. Verse 16. 
Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Was he concerned about himself? I don't think so. At least not much. But in verse 16... He had sent him to reproach the living God. I remember one time I was in my first pastorate and, and uh, it was a small, tiny church and, and uh, whoever was there to move my stuff uh, uh, from one little town to the other little town and, uh, um, and we had uh, one man there who was uh, strapping his huge huge and he was going to help us he brought his truck I don't mean truck I mean truck he brought his truck and he was sole manager of one of these large uh, moving things <laughs> moving things um, and um, he wanted to fill up there at the gas station and he was in the office and I was in the office there and there were sort of some men hanging around the office and was too cold to go anywhere so they hung around the office and one man swore and took the Lord's name in vain and Carl turned to him and said what did you say now remember, this guy was this guy. Carl was this guy. What'd you say? He wanted to change the wording on his mouth. Now I wonder if any Christian in that situation would just simply go one step and witness to that other truck driver I guess he was bow down thine ear so things were happening look at verse 17 he recalled the wicked actions of Assyria just what was going on And we find in verse 17, Of a truth, Lord, kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands. So there was a little bit of action on the teletype here. 
of a truth. He recalled the wicked actions of Assyria, not the actions of Assyria, but the wicked actions of Assyria. I think we approach witnessing in rather a mamby-pamby type of way. I don't mean to be bossy or anything, but I mean the fact that the heart should lead in any witnessing. And then we find in verse 19, now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Now I hope you have your Bible there, because I want to read that over, and you look at the words. Now therefore, O Lord our God, see that's first, I beseech thee, things were serious, save thou us out of his hand, the hand of the enemy, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Now, if we were in a Sunday school class, we would say, well, what does that mean? And, of course, you would know. But what this means is, he pleaded to God to save himself and his people from the enemy. He asked that all nations might know the supremacy of God. So, number one, back in verse 15, the exclusive supremacy of God, he was jealous for God. And then down here, verse 19, he asked that all the nations might know the supremacy of God. Now the motive of his prayer was the glory of God. I want you to, if you want to, I want you to wake up in the morning and I want you to put God first. I want you to put God first. Pray. And then as you go through the day, put God first. And how wonderful that will be, because you'll find out that, that your life will change. And so the motive of his prayer here, we're talking about, was the glory of God and his blessing to humanity. And so what happened? Well, we see in verse 35, And it came to pass that night 
that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred fourscore and five thousand and when they arose early in the morning behold they were all dead corpses powerful God powerful word powerful Holy Spirit how about Exodus 14 Go forward. Is your life that way? Well, I'm not so sure. Go forward. When God said go forward, you go forward. Now the key here is make sure God says go forward. We find another aspect of this. I want you to turn to Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. Isaiah 45, 2 and Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. Well, we can start in verse 1. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the, li uh, the loins of kings, to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Verse 3, and I will give thee the treasures of... Hmm. Let's try that again starting with verse 3 and I will give thee the treasures of what is your what does your Bible say does it say darkness God says I will give thee treasures of darkness and that's what it says here in my Bible and the hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord which call thee by thy name am the God of Israel. Never ever live your Christian life in the shadow of someone else. Treasures of darkness. I had several situations about the treasures of darkness. Sometimes they are not, they are not fun 
But God brings us through stuff like that. And how wonderful it is. Now as we bring the message to a close, I want you to turn to Psalm 42, please. Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Verse 1, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Verse 3 says, My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember verse 4, These things I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down? Why, uh, O my soul, why art thou? Thou disquieted in me, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for your grace and mercy. We thank thee that we can come to thee and cast all of our problems before thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.